You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. In a world where knowledge is king, two men will strive to... <coughs> oh, sorry about that. We're 100 Things We Learned From Film, the podcast that takes a different subject movie each week and tries to learn 100 things. Hence the funny title. I'm Mark. And I'm John. And my favourite thing I've learned so far is that chickens have pea crystals. What's yours? <laughs> Quite. Do you know the mosquito in the original Jurassic Park is the only type of mosquito that doesn't actually suck blood? So in this case, no blood, no dinosaurs, no film. So that's us, 100 Things We've Learned From Film. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts every Monday. Welcome back for another sh- shift. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. This week we are still talking about Sweet Tooth, season one, episode six. Now, Stranger Danger on a Train. Can you say that with any more disdain, Mitch? Oh, I like the show. I'm. I don't have any disdain for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I might be the only one left on the the show that likes it, but I do. So, no, hey, I do okay. not dislike the series at all. Uh, so, as always, before we get into that, Stephen, would you like to introduce everybody? Hmm. Crap, we recorded another podcast this morning, and I knew I had to have introductions for people here. L- listen, today I'm joined by John, Mitch, Elizabeth, Jess, and I'm Steven. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> As always, we're going to start off with the week's watch. So, Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So, this week I uh, watched a classic that had offended Jessica that I had not seen. Uh, <laughs> So, we were discussing a few weeks ago watching Jungle Cruise, Mm -hmm. and Mitch, you made the comparison that it's very similar to Romancing the Stone. Yes. Now, having seen Romancing the Stone for the very first time, thanks to Jessica, um, I disagree slightly. There were not nearly enough puns in Romancing the Stone for it to be the same thing as Jungle Cruise, but it was highly enjoyable. Um, It was... It was very entertaining. The only piece that I had issue with mm-hmm. was at one point. So our main Michael Douglas is our main hero, uh-huh. and Kathleen Turner is our main heroine. Yes, and Michael Douglas chops off the heels to Kathleen Turner's heeled shoes Her and Italian turns solo. them into flats. And that's that not how heels work at all. <laughs> the arch still exists. <laughs> and it just, so that was probably the only thing where I was like, no, but that's, that's wrong. That's not, that's wrong. <laughs> um, otherwise I thought it was a highly entertaining movie. I think I'm probably one of the few people on the planet who have not seen it. Uh, according to my parents, when they discovered that I had not seen it, my father announced that they had failed me. <laughs> Just like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have failed my friends. <laughs> uh, but barring that, it was it was a very cute movie, highly enjoyable. And Jessica acquired it off of Amazon Prime for rent. Mm-hmm. However, apparently my parents have the DVD. Should have texted. And I am pretty sure Mitch has it on at least one format. <laughs> so find it where you can find it. There you go. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. And if you watch the movies that made us and they talk about Back to the Future, you see that this was considered a flop. So it was interesting that they gave him Back to the Future still. So It came up in Back to the, the one on Back to the Future. And I feel like it came up on the one in Dirty Dancing, I think. Mm-hmm. And Forrest Gump. Came up multiple times. Probably. I mean, yeah. big part of Robert Zemeckis' career. Uh, Mitch, what's, right. the, what's the most recent DVD or Blu-ray you've added to your collection? Like the physical collection? Um, I think the last thing that was given to me was 1917 by Elizabeth. So. Ooh, okay. Good one. All right. Like you said, you, wherever you can find it, Liz, uh, Jessica got it off of Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Steven, what did you watch this week? So I I sometimes get to watch things that I would not otherwise choose to watch um, because my significant other chooses to watch these things. So <laughs> I watched a lot of the first and second season of the show Instinct, Instinct. with Alan Cumming. Um, he's playing what I can only describe as like a Willy Wonka... Sherlock mishmash person, I guess. Yeah, um, it, it's an interesting one. He's like an ex-CIA agent um, who did some kind. He wrote some kind of book that was popular about his time as a CIA agent, uh, <laughs> and then he becomes a consultant for Wait. this police agency. This is a hmm? spinoff from. Prodigal Son, because that was the same character that he did in that show. I don't know about this. I mean, I mean it could here. be. Um, it is. It is based on books by James Patterson. Was that uh, based on books by James no. Patterson? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So I guess, but that is the exact character that he plays. But you said he's a. It, this is season two. Yeah, they had two seasons for this. Yeah. So I wonder because they only had the one season of Prodigal Son. So I'm wondering if they were just like, hey, let's play, you know, play around with the character, kind of like your. Or San Lupin and Herlock Sholmes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a weird series because I in in with the the pilot episode for the thing, it's self contained. There's mm-hmm. just the one story, and then from there for the rest of the couple seasons that I saw, at least, um, which I think is all of the series at this point. Um, it's. They, they have like a much longer arc thing, like later CSI with Grissom and that one miniature killer guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they just kept doing it. Uh, and I really expected that it to be more episodic. And I think the show would have benefited from being more, a little more episodic maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it's weird if you just really like procedurals and you miss Monk and you have maybe a low bar for how much you need to engage with the thing. Like you can text during this and it's okay. Um, <laughs> then this show is right there. And I believe we watched that on Paramount plus. Okay. 
Okay. Because it was a CBS series. Now, when you say you miss Monk, is it as awkward as Monk is? No, no. It's more like the detective, their life is, well, the consulting detective or whatever. Mm -hmm. The stuff from their life is constantly bleeding into the thing that they're doing now. Got it. And they're, they're very talented at what they do, but also inept in so many ways that it's like, this should not work. Like you should have been killed 14 times over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not as good as monk, but it's right there. He's a abnormal psychologist, right? The character. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be abnormal. Um, doing, yeah. Yeah, it's like atypical behavior. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think my mom's watched a few episodes and she really liked it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so Instinct is on Paramount Plus. Did you have uh, another thing? I well, I I think it also says it's on Tubi or Pluto. Pluto. Ah. It's also on Pluto? It says Pluto only oh. on the Google results, but we know how little you can trust Google what Google is, generates yeah. for where you can stream something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, that, that's that's probably it for right now. Okay. Uh, Jessica, what did you watch this week? Um, so I feel like I've been stabbed in the back by what I watched. Ouch. Um, which literally happened to one of the characters on the last episode, too. Um, Game of Thrones? <laughs> no. Um, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, season, no, part one, I guess, technically. <laughs> <Yep>. Part one. <laughs> um, very much enjoyed it. It's nice. It's shorter than I thought it would be. What was it only like six episodes or something? I can't remember. Yeah, like it's it's very short. Yeah, uh, and they said that the second half will be a little bit. Okay, all right. Um, but it's 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 cool. Um, it's got an arc. It's it's got development in those six episodes. Um, all of that development within the characters is destroyed in the last 10 minutes of the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just, I literally screamed at the TV. Like I'm literally back where I started. Why? And it's more my theory at the character who was my favorite character, evil Lynn, which is really weird to say that a woman named evil Lynn is my favorite character in the show, but she became my favorite character through her development. And that development goes nowhere, like absolutely nowhere. She instantly goes back to where she was in the beginning, even though she explained she should not go back to where she was in the beginning. And I'm just like, please what? And it's only part one. So like, maybe that's why. Yeah. Yes. But I'm still like, I'm mad. People sack you did development. I liked you and your snarkiness and your just I liked it. And I was very upset. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All the other characters are, are great. Um Tila, the lead character, she's she's fun. She's going on her own little hero's journey, and who doesn't love a good hero's journey? Um there's a lot of self-sacrificing in it. But I'm pretty sure people are going to come back. Like, it's not something I trust it. Like, I was like, yeah, they're, they're going to come back. Like, it's a comic book thing or an 80s cartoon made for boys thing. Like, all characters can't die. But I don't know. I liked it. It's, it's an interesting world, I guess. <laughs> 
I'm just really mad at it right now. All, all positive comments are couched in like a mildly negative thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. just very upset. And uh, it's it's like that. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like, <laughs> it's just where it's at. It's a compliment <laughs> like I had sandwich. A great time. Yes. Yes, it is. It's, it's fun. Go watch it. I guess. Just be wary. Maybe Go wait till it. part two comes out and then watch it. <laughs> Jessica's Jessica's conclusion is go watch it and then eat an entire container of ice cream afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> you can do both at the same time even. You, you could. It might improve save time, yeah. 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 <laughs> That'll work. So Masters of the Universe Part One, which is on Netflix. Yep. Anything else? Um I don't know. I can't remember if I talked about it or not, but on Disney Plus I am currently getting through Oh, no. No, I forgot. I binged randomly uh, the Turner and Hooch show on Disney+. Plus. It is adorable. I bin- I ended up binging it because it was just so adorable. Are all the episodes out? Uh, no, I think they're still making a few more episodes. Okay. Um, I can't remember what day they release them on. It's like in the week, though. I think it's Wednesday. Maybe Wednesdays. Wednesday on Disney is it Plus Wednesdays now? now? Okay. So, yeah, on Wednesdays, new episodes come out. I don't know how many more they're going to have. Um, each episode kind of works on its own. So it's kind of episodic, but there is like a running one running plot in the background of it about what happened to his father. who, And this is the son of the original oh, guy from character. Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Um, Turner was his last name. I can't remember what the original character was, Tom Hanks's character, but this was following Scott Turner and he is a US Marshal, not just a local cop like his father. Um, and he ends up getting like Hooch 2.0, I guess, that his dad found at the pound, but you also find out that his dad apparently died of a heart attack and so that's kind of sad cuz I actually loved Turner and Hooch when I was a kid, so which is why I ended up picking this up finally. And it's just, it's adorable. It's fun. It's kind of ridiculous. It's a lot more action packed than I thought it was going to be for a Disney Plus show. But I mean, there, there's, there's guns, there's shootouts, and just there's a Die Hard episode. There's a Die Hard episode, and it's only episode two. I like to know. <laughs> and it's just, it's great. I absolutely love this show. It's just exactly what you need when you're watching sweet tooth like you just you need this like fresh and fresh air so he, he's the son of uh turner yeah is, is hooch also the, the son of, of hooch? hooch no it's kind of sort of like hooch is a pound dog um in this case that was adopted by the original turner and the original Tur- turner adopted him because it was like he was the reincarnation of hooch so they're very similar and it's the same breed. It's a it's a beautiful brown mastiff, which is like one of my favorite breeds of dogs because they look so terrifying. But they're cuddle bugs. Like they're just they don't act like how they look, I suppose. And they do make great police dogs. So, um, but it's not like the same. It's not within the same line of hooch. Mm. I was like when you were describing it at first, I was like. I was just thinking about the Charlotte Holmes book that we did yeah. for Love of Pages. Uh, yeah, no, it's not like a direct line kind of thing. Um, I will note about this show, which I should stop being surprised by it because it should be commonplace now in writing, but the female writer, um, female characters are really well written. 
they're complicated. They like his partner is named Jessica, so I'm a little biased, but um, she's pregnant, but still wanting to be a cop, still wanting to go on like tough cases and stuff. And she has sort of that once she does get in a few shootouts, she does have that moment of, okay, maybe I should be okay with doing desk work for a little bit kind of thing. But it's good mm-hmm. to see that she straight up has a line. Where she's like, so I'm pregnant. Like that doesn't mean I'm going to like end my career kind of thing. Like I still want to do this dangerous career just because I'm having kids shouldn't stop me from doing that. I like that. He has a sister who's um, she had married her high school sweetheart didn't work out because he wanted to stay in his those high school days um and so they're currently divorced so she's a single mom right now she's trying to get her life together trying to become a vet tech but she's still just working at her mom's vet clinic which is the same job that the the girlfriend and turner and hooch had so not the same actress though i did look it up it's not the same actress from the original turner and hooch plays Mm -hmm. the mom but um but and she has that and then she's the one that actually pitches along like we need to figure out why dad died and stuff like that. So she's actually doing her own like, I guess, Nancy Drew type things where she's not a detective at all, but she's figuring out all these things with the help of her brother. And it's just I don't know. It's, it's lovely. It's it's wonderful. They have had an original cast member from Turner and Hooch come on it. Um one, one of the friends within the first one, I can't remember his name at all, but I, I, I noticed his face and went, okay, I think he was in the original and verified that, yeah, that was the same actor. So it's got, and it just, it's adorable and it's the same quirky kind of sort of writing style. Like it's not amazing, but the first movie wasn't considered amazing either. So that's fair. That's great. Yeah. I would never have guessed there would be a Turner and Hooch remake spinoff <laughs> series any of these things yeah it it but it works for disney plus i think it's a great family show like it's just a well-rounded and but it's got action in it so you're like oh my gosh like did that did he just throw somebody down a staircase like in die hard but he does but it's only four stories so he makes a joke about like yeah i know you're in pain you've fell down four stories like it's not like he's dead or anything like it never crosses that line but it's mm. more like a comedy version of crossing that line so it's it's great um uh, scott turner is played by josh peck and mm-hmm. i i've always liked him i think he's hilarious and it's just nice to see him doing more things yeah well, turner and hooch is on disney plus mm-hmm. anything else Nah, that's it for now. I've talked enough. <laughs> John, what did you watch this week? Uh, so the only complete thing I watched was the latest episode of What If. Uh, this episode was a murder mystery. Not my favorite of the three that we've had so far. This one, because of its pessimistic and um, kind of dark, I guess, churn that it takes. Mm. I was like, mm, yeah, this one didn't have that same cheeriness of the last two that that hurrah what is the what if in this one yeah what if all the avengers were killed or oh were killed? good god okay it was omni men i know the answer to this one <laughs> <laughs> um close um but uh so besides that um so my daughter likes this video that's on youtube of a little girl who trained her parrot to attack whoever she screams at it's, it's only like seven seconds long. It's like a really short video. Um, but nevertheless, she just dies laughing every time we play it. So I guess that taught 
that told the YouTube algorithm that I like videos about birds now. <laughs> so I've been getting all these recommendations for what is essentially like urban National Geographic. And I've come to find out that birds in suburban areas have a really hard time. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so like the, I've been getting videos of like robin's nests getting attacked by crows and hawks, eagles actually stealing their chicks like right in front of their parents. I'm like, this is harsh. <laughs> this is like a side of nature that I didn't really care to know about all that much. And now I feel like I'm steeped in it. I'm like, man, these poor birds just don't have it easy. What was the thing that was the, there's a joke, a running joke through this series that was just, damn nature, you scary. Yeah. The damn nature use. Yeah. What was that from? I think that was on family guy. That, that sounds right. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, nature, yeah, you, like, damn nature, you scary." Yeah, that's it. Like, one hundred percent, nature is scary as hell. Um, but yeah, so I've been getting just a bunch of ba- essentially snuff videos for baby chicks. Um, <laughs> you just see them just get mauled by raccoons, kittens. Uh, in one I case, don't... a squirrel, a squirrel, attacks <laughs> a nest of chicks for no real reason other than they're probably just in his tree, and he felt a little territorial, but. I was like, hey, you guys are like on the same team technically. Like you guys are supposed to be against humanity, not against each other. You need a common yeah, enemy. Well, well, like Rick and Morty talked about it. Like squirrels are the ultimate evil. Like you don't mess with squirrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when 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 they got squirrels mad at them, they just left that reality. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, so that means uh squirrel girl for phase four antagonist confirmed. There you go. Um then the only other thing I really watched, uh, and I can't even really call it a full-on watch, um, I started watching the first like 15-20 minutes of Reminis- or Reminiscence, mm. the Hugh Jackman flop, basically. I heard it came out at the same time as um, oh, right. Free Guy, and it yeah. just tanked at the box office. Only reason well, it didn't I come out watching- the same time. It came out the week after. Oh, okay. Um, well, that being said, um, I could see why it's not doing well. <laughs> This movie is just cliche after cliche of like mm-hmm. sci-fi noir movies. Yeah, I mean it, it's got the narration. Uh, it, it's got like just all this stuff that I'm like normally would be a fan of, but it just doesn't feel like it does any of them right. It's written and directed by Lisa Joy, who was doing a good job on um, Westworld. And as a matter of fact, this movie is kind of like a Westworld spinoff because it has several of the actors from the show. Um, but it's trying too hard to be very Christopher Nolan with like a little bit of Ridley Scott. Ew. Ultimately it just feels like a mishmash of different things I've seen before. It has a little bit of, um, what was that Ray Fiennes movie with, uh, Angela Bassett. They play around with memories. Strange days. Yes. Has a little bit of that, a little bit of Blade Runner, before the noir element um it actually begins a lot like um i told myself i shouldn't make this comparison but it starts a lot like the beginning of ai where you start in the ocean and then you start panning into the city and then you see that the city is like partially underwater Mm. and then you find out it's miami and then like through the world building it shows you that like the daytime temperatures in miami are now like 117 degrees um 
apparently because of global warming. Like there's all this other stuff going on. I'm like I said, I'm only like 15 minutes into it. And already I'm like, uh, I'm going to have to finish this just because I started it, but I don't want to. <laughs> if I would have just sat through it, it would have been easier to take. Now it's like I have to go back and like put no. myself through the rest of it. No, you, you can say no. It's okay, John. <laughs> I, you know, We live you, in a world in which you can just say no. You say that, but you don't know my history. <laughs> there was another movie recently with someone, like a big name actor who I normally like in things. Like think someone like, maybe like Ryan Reynolds or, or someone like that mm-hmm. who also did another movie that was very, I don't know, paint by numbers, kind of generic or something. Um, I, I can't recall what it was, but there's just sometimes where people that you like in things, you're like, well, I, I want to watch this, but it's just, there's no point in watching this movie. And that's what it looked like from the trailers. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It looks like it's made for like direct to video, just from what mm-hmm. I've seen so far. And that could be because, you know, maybe on the big screen that it, it hides some of the CGI flaws. It looks like a CGI city when you're flying in and there's all that mm-hmm. water. Now, granted, it kind of looks cool in some parts because it's like, hey, Miami's Venice now. Um, but <laughs> other than that, yeah, like there's literally like sections that are completely underwater and then there's other parts where they have these like dams, but there's still water in the streets, just different levels. Like sometimes it's like little puddles. Other times it's like ankle height, basically. Okay. And it hmm. basically just screams like, oh yeah, all of these are just sets, you know, like there doesn't seem to be any realism in it. Um, overall, it's just really kind of. I don't know if boring's the right word, but I just found myself to be very uninterested. Mm-hmm. Mitch, or Mitch, um, uh, John, if if you end up watching this movie all the way through, I'm gonna. I would be super curious to see if you could get a hold of what the original script was and compare it to that. I don't see why it would be different because Lisa Joy directed it. She wrote the script. Oh, that's like, fair. Yeah. yeah, she. I mean, she. It was on the blacklist for 2013 as the most liked unmade movie or unmade what? script. Yep. The heck like I get what other compromises could have caused it to fall from that cuz it's not like you have something that's like this like shining script and then have someone who champions it all the way through and it comes out really bad very often. There are certainly times where that happens, but usually people see that the the script is bad before the championing goes all the way through. I think Lisa Joy is probably just not as confident of a director in order to pull it off because it just definitely screams like like cut print, I guess. You know, like there's I was like this could have used a second take maybe on some parts. Which so far, which movie is better? This one or Jumper? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, I was really entertained by Jumper. I actually really liked that movie. I was like, oh, Hayden Christensen can act. It was just Lucas's directing then. <laughs> actually, that one in Life as a House actually was like, damn, like he's actually got some chops. Like, why didn't Lucas actually use this? It happens. Because Lucas really needed that sand line in there, and there's just no <laughs> way to act that out well. <laughs> his, his his only real directions, according to the cast, are faster and more intense. So this doesn't really help. Does <laughs> not good. So Reminiscence is on HBO Max and in theaters right now. 
I would say just HBO Max if you feel so inclined. This is not worth the trip and the risk of COVID. Anything else? Um, let's see. Talk about my Birch Stuff videos and What If and Reminisce. So, no, I guess that's it. Okay. Uh, my week's watch is I actually went in and watched a Star Trek thing. I don't Ooh. normally care for Star Trek. We've hmm. talked about that on uh, the show before, but... I gave Lower Decks a try. The first season, Lower Decks. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I think it's funny. I think it, even though I'm not a fan of Star Trek, it does a lot of callbacks and and Easter eggs to the original series and the next generation and yeah. Deep Space Nine and all this stuff like the the crew of the USS, or is it the SS? Is it USS or SS? Yeah. USS. 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 USS Cerritos is charged with doing second contact with all these alien life forms. <laughs> the so, follow-up? <laughs> yep. Yeah. They don't get to do the, the first contact. They only do second contact. So, uh, And then you have great characters in it and great great voice acting. Um, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I would say please, that if anybody gets a chance to watch it, they should. Please, please tell me they have a joke where they're saying to boldly go where someone's already gone before. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, yeah. That'd be <laughs> great. Come up. It honestly, it's right in there for that kind of humor though. Because <laughs> it is. the characters yeah. themselves are like, yeah, no, we're doing a dumb thing. This is dumb. This is stupid. Yeah. Where in the normal series, typically they're like, this is an important job for Starfleet. Is there yeah, a we only line? ever see Yeah, we only are ever shown the exciting stuff. There's a lot of mundane like clerical stuff that has to happen in Starfleet, so it's kind of interesting that they're focusing on that part of it. No, honestly, well, Mitch, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but like we're supposed to get those kind of people. That's kind of the pitch of it. Mm-hmm. They have incredibly action-filled lives. <laughs> yeah. I, is is there a line Mostly or like? By... <laughs> <laughs> I want Just there to be a line. I know. Trying to say something. Okay, to I know. it's fine. <laughs> Go, 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 go. Okay. All right. I want there to be a line uh, to where one of them's like, oh, we're going there. I'm going to go ahead and go change into my red shirt then. Like, is it that kind of humor? Like, I'm going to go change into my blue shirt. No, my red they, haven't, they haven't made any red shirt jokes, which is <sighs> kind of funny. Which It's about the red shirt people, though, isn't it? No, no. because they, they kind of more follow next generation where it's, it's, uh, it's not so much red shirt. Like, red shirt is command. Yeah, and mm. yellow is oh. uh, security and engineering. <sighs> then but, what's yeah. the point of having a red shirt? It used to be. Oh, but they no, change all the time. Original yeah, series, they, they, yeah, they red, yeah, they flipped yeah. the two. Okay. What I, you know, you say? Jessica, or Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say most of their action pact comes from them trying to be more like the heroes of the original star trek than uh-huh. actually following their mission <laughs> protocols <clears throat> they don't get action because they're doing their mission they get action from screwing up their missions yeah like i just that's how you get promoted though <laughs> <laughs> well by being the only one surviving after <laughs> you screw up. so we're and following we're the on? essential workers of starfleet basically Yep. Mm-hmm. These are exactly. guys yeah. have to keep delivering the Uber Eats. Um, you know, the one thing we kind of touched <laughs> up on with the uniforms, I've done research on this. Probably I paid more attention to this than any normal person should. 
because I don't consider myself to be a full-on Trekker, even though I did binge the entire Next Generation, which, by the way, that one episode where it's essentially um, following the Lower Decks um, mm-hmm. is probably my favorite episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, not counting the, mm-hmm. the finale. Um, so if you ever only watch one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, it should be that one, because it's kind of in line with this one. It's just not funny, like, warning. <laughs> um <laughs> But um, I've always been interested in the change of uniforms because they do reference the fact that uniforms change over time pretty drastically, mind you. Mm-hmm. But they never say why. And I want to see something military like thing. Yeah, even the military. military. Well, so um, they actually kind of, they, they've shown it over time. You'll see certain ships that have older style uniforms at times. Um, even in um, in season two of this, we get a cameo from an older character. And on their ship, they're wearing the uniforms that we kind of pair with, like, was the, it? In, like, uh, the Next Generation movies. Yeah. 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 They're, they're wearing that kind of uniform. Where huh. on the other ship, like the Cerritos and everything, they're, they're wearing pretty TNG outfits, right, Mitch? Yep. Yeah. I just... The, the, I know that there has to be some kind of internal logic and the way I've tried to rationalize it is like maybe when we're in wartime with a specific faction, like the, the uniforms get a little bit more militarized maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, they make some pretty drastic jumps. Like the, the way that uniforms look in the original series compared to Star Trek, the motion picture are like completely different. And then from the motion picture on through essentially the beginning of the next generation they're like those really imperialistic red outfits with like the multiple layers and the like double breasted Mm. flaps and i mean they they get pretty fancy for the movies and i'm assuming that that's because they had a bigger budget for costumes and they're like okay now we gotta make them look cool we're not just gonna wear like these like turtlenecks or whatever they had before (laughs) these long sleeve you know shirts there might be something to someone gave thought basically to like purpose driven colors and everything. So the command, well, the command outfits are red, red starting with TNG um, because they're probably not going to leave the bridge, you know, or it's easier to spot them in a situation because Mm -hmm. you're going to want to look to them. And then the other people who are security or like the tough guys are wearing that like tan gold Brown. And that would blend in with more environments. Maybe, maybe, there's another thing in the next generation where like towards the end of the show, they started giving Picard like an optional like blazer. Yeah. And I'm like, he was hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> like, like, so he could take it off when it was action time and you could see his guns or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird, but yeah, that, that that's one of those dumb minutia of Star Trek that has bugged me always is why the constant change of uniforms. And I want to see an episode of lower decks which I haven't seen any yet, but I hope they address it. And they go to like the costume designer and it's just this crazy, like eccentric, like person that happens to be related to like one of the generals of the higher ups of the admirals. And they're like, yeah, just, just give him something to do. And he's always just coming up with new designs and you'll see like failed designs where like, it's like a red shirt that has a bullseye on it or something. Just little in jokes like that. It might be necessary just so Starfleet that deals with all these insane situations gets to have a ship that's been through some crazy time wormhole or whatever, went back in time to some alternate universe and came back. They get to go like 
that's not the uniform you should be wearing right when they get on comms so they don't get infiltrated and have everything get taken down. Well, that happened with uh, the episode with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, exactly. And their, their outfits were different. Yeah, They, they had were... the more like the movie ones. Yeah. So, Star yeah. Trek is good. Anyway, I really like, this is one, this is one that you dragged, that I accidentally got dragged into that I actually quite enjoy. Um, and I personally like the fact that it deals with the fact that when you're part of a fleet, there's actual, you know, regulations <laughs> <Protocol>. and <laughs> protocols and hierarchies and all of those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Star Trek Lower Decks is on Paramount Plus. All right. Let's get into uh, Sweet Tooth, episode six. Stranger Danger on a Train. I thought this was a very short episode, but IMDb says it's still 42 minutes, just like the other episodes. It just seemed really short to me. Yeah. Um, Man, must have been, must have just been an action packed episode. Uh, We have our trio getting to a train. Train also happens to be occupied by last men. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) not the best place for them to be with a hybrid. Uh, but we get to meet a new character uh, in the name of Jimmy Too Fat Jacobs. Fat was that what it was? <laughs> fat man? Fat was man. it Fat Man? Yeah, I don't remember. Something with fat, and I was like, football That's nickname. Mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, he happens just happens to be uh, ex football teammate of uh, Jeopards of Big Man. So. Uh, as we come to find out, though, he is probably suffering from concussion syndrome and doesn't mm-hmm. remember a lot and has a hard yep. time keeping things straight. Um, but that kind of that kind of thing is one of the things that hurts me the most in ideas like like just that happening to a person. Yeah. Uh, losing your mental faculties. Like I. I think of that idea and I just immediately want to cry. And so yeah. the, this one, this one still got me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people will do to be famous or get paid. Uh, but as we come to find out, you know, they, they finally cross the river to get into Colorado and, uh, they're going to be heading towards Essex County where they, where we know the zoo is at and yep. we saw signs for the zoo and we saw the animals escape from the zoo. Uh, as mm-hmm. they roam the Montana plains. Yep. And we went full circle on that story yeah. because the image of the zoo lady at the end was the first image we ever saw of her. If I'm remembering oh, correctly. Okay. Before right. it went into her past, it started right. with her with the radios and a shotgun rocking in a rocking chair. <laughs> like a lady <laughs> that had been through it all. So we've gone full circle on her. So, yeah, as we see that, we get back to that story where, uh, do we know her name? The doctor, the, the lady that's working, that's living in the zoo. Someone said her name at some point. It said it's Amy. Mom. Mom. <laughs> Amy. It says Amy, Amy on Amy. Amy. Right. Yeah. Amy. Uh, she, as they have her, her Amy, Pigtail and Bobby all mm-hmm. come to find out that the, the place has been marked by the last men. Mm-hmm. Amy takes it upon herself to we got to get everybody to safety and being into safety means going through the tunnels and yeah. leaving pigtail to take care of everybody else on her own because the kids, she, be fine. <laughs> she said a name for pigtail and oh, I was very happy. 
Oh. Uh, Alice. I don't remember. No, Wendy. Wendy. It was Wendy. 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 She said a name, and I was like, I would not want to be called by the thing that other people would be talking about as like my quote unquote deformity. I don't want that to be my nickname. <laughs> that's like, a that's I, a big thing in the show, nicknames, as opposed to just calling people by their actual name. Big man mm-hmm. and sweet tooth and bear. And that's big an man apocalypse too. trope. And big man too. I'm like, yeah, this is true. But like just imagine like if people saw me and they were like, Yeah, like I, I don't know, something about how my beard doesn't connect to my mustache. If that was the only way people referred to me, See, I that call, would be so mean. I would call you skater boy. Because I'm wearing a van shirt right now. <laughs> well, because you well, your motorboard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, my, my mom called you Shaggy because you reminded her of Shaggy. <laughs> well, I don't have long Gus's, hair. Gus's I just lived this apparently. <laughs> Gus's nickname is Sweet Tooth because he likes sweet things. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, not everybody is 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 a, is a negative, but it very much is for Wendy apparently. Yeah. I, just I mean, the one. I, I mean, unless except, she's embraced it. Yeah. Except the thing is, is. I don't know, since she hasn't ever experienced anybody outside the zoo, she may not see it as no, you're yeah, right. a deformity. That's fair. Yeah. It's just a cute nickname mom gave me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, we, we didn't have more bobbies. I expected at least one other bobby. I think it costs too Wait. much to make bobbies. Bobby That's fair. But yeah, more than likely, um, I, you would think that we would have seen more bobbies at this point. They might have been killed off too. Uh, like that's yeah. what happens in this world. Uh, but yes, Amy is letting Wendy off. She's saying, "Hey, I will meet you," but we all know that she doesn't plan on actually meeting her. She is staying behind in the zoo to kill as many last men as possible. Kill as many last men as possible. Save all the kids. Uh, are we still going with the the idea that this is happening at two different times, or do we think this is happening simultaneously? Because now I think it's simultaneous. Because I say Wendy and 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 Sweet Tooth have to be about the same age. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then we get to the Sings. The Sings are saved by Abbott, as we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking for the book. The book has answers, but Sing bluffs his way into getting their lives saved by uh, saying, hey, there's a, a cure in the back of the book and only I know how to finish it, basically. Finish the, ceno- the genome that the that Sequence. was left empty uh, uh, by mm-hmm. Dr. Bell to cure it. But mm-hmm. as we see him talking to his wife, that was a bluff. Yeah, she kind of forced him into it. And I'd like... You can only do that for so long. <laughs> but I mean, it's forced it into to save their lives. So I, I think yeah. it's it's well, acceptable. I think she makes a good point. This gives us at least more time than we had this morning. Yeah, he didn't yeah. say that you knew the answer, I guess. Or he said he's the only one that could know yeah. the answer. Well, particularly because yeah. he mm. said, I've named it the ghost gene. Right. So like, okay, clearly it's something you haven't figured out yet. Yeah. yeah. And I was. I think he bluffed correctly because he wasn't yeah. like he was like I can do it. I've discovered what needs to be filled in. It's a ghost gene thing. He didn't say I've already done it. Like <laughs> he just said it might be possible, and it's probably leaning on the fact that maybe they won't have the tech that he needs to be able to do it. So he'll get even more time where he's like, well, I don't have the right splicer or whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> they might they might be okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> because they don't have, they were saying that they were running low, low on or whatever on, yeah. um, so if they just have none, he could just say, well, yeah, no, I just need one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're going well, to get sweet tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. They're 100% going to get all those kids. Yeah. Hey, by the way, like they've been keeping those kids pretty well hidden because like we only got a couple of glimpses of like a monkey boy in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And now well, that- we see that there's like a whole like school's worth of like hybrids. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have to pay more people if you don't have more actors on set. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, or or all the makeup it takes to to create yeah. one of them. Yeah, uh, we saw elephant hooves, so there's an, at least one elephant kid. I didn't mm-hmm. catch that one. Yeah, that was the very beginning of it. Yeah, they splashed in the puddle at the in the tunnels. It yeah, was an elephant hoof. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but that was one of the, the this conversation between Abbott and Doctor Singh kind of upset me because when we saw Doctor Singh or Singh originally he was a ER doctor and he's yeah. talking about all these genomes and, and doing that kind of stuff I was like he's not a geneticist like that's one of the things I hate when it's like oh you're a scientist you know all science like I don't yeah it's yeah. not the way that works <laughs> I agree but then when they were like oh I was bluffing I was like okay I'm okay then yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna have to become a geneticist <laughs> real quick yeah. okay here we go. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, those are our three main stories. What what did everybody else pick up? I thought maybe the the inept second in command kind of guy is that Abbott's son or something. He talked to him like a kid that you're disappointed in. He it, talked to yeah. Chet Hanks. It yeah. could have been. Could have like, been. Yeah. Elizabeth had a good pointed out something really good during the episode. I'm like, how the heck do you screw up? Helping them pack. Yeah, <laughs> you said don't <laughs> yeah. screw it up. <laughs> I'm like that's that's a real baseline. Um, yeah, and, and somebody as ruthless as that, but doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to keep on somebody that baseline stupid. Um, yeah, unless it's unless they're blood related. Yeah, yeah. unless they're blood related, which I guess could be possible. Um, I caught on to the fact that obviously all the other pieces are moving towards Essex. So something tells me that the new, cause we find out towards the end of the episode that the last men are moving their headquarters. My guess is into Essex, which is how mm-hmm. they ended up finding the zoo. Mm-hmm. And I think Bertie is part of Abbott's team team. Mm. Willingly or unwillingly, but I think we're that, that prediction is starting to become more and more likely. Uh, it also has to do with GoGro, which is just a nickname for a neighborhood in Essex County. Okay, it was like Gossamer Grove or whatever, or something Goss like that. Grove. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. where they're going to be moving their operation to. No, that's where um, his mom is. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought it was, she was in Red Rock. But just, that's, bear, where, that's where the picture was. That, that was, was where the picture yeah. oh, the, was. The in, bear got that information from. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they got the information that GoGro was in Essex County. Which is probably why things are moving to Essex County, like you said. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds like a. It sounds like a like a plant food. <laughs> it sounds uh-huh. like a baby Go-Gro. Yoda. Grogu, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see where this goes right now. Um, I I felt feelings in the cheesy scene where Big Man Two <laughs> fights those guys, and the music came on, like the <laughs> the sound of him, like like yeah. where it sounds like it's back in the football stadium. Yeah, yeah, they went into a tunnel, so it made it look like a, a dark field and flashlights mm-hmm. going off. Yeah, and yeah. I, I 
that that's expected. That scene, one hundred percent, you saw coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. I still felt stuff. Yep, still felt the things. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I felt I felt things when uh, Big Man Two was having the conversation with Jeopard about well, what happened to your wife and the baby, and well, you didn't care about people before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you're you're starting to get a and where big where Jeopard was like trying not to tell him that all of the friends that he was thinking of are all dead. Yeah. Yeah. He had that one blissful moment where it got undone. Yeah. Where he like he knew that those other friends were dead. And yeah. he was like, Yeah, miss those guys, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, for a character that we met for a total of I don't know, 10 minutes. Everybody seems to have connected, which is great. Yeah. It just means it was good directing and good, uh, acting. good, uh, good writing, good yep. acting. Good acting. They did yeah. also, they had a sword fight with giant wrenches. They and did. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and so I always wanted to, but never seen it. <laughs> well, even when you hit him with the giant wrench in the, like the, as the first hit, I was like, that's going to do a lot. I don't care how big you are. That's a, that's going to hurt a lot. And <laughs> yeah. you're going to be in pain, especially yeah. if someone as big as Jeopard's swinging it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, giant wrenches, the new Claymore. Just <laughs> the fact that Jeopard could have that fight after uh, leaping to the bottom of a train and being dragged, dragged along the tracks. <laughs> For at least 20 train. yards. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was literally on that scene. Oh, he's dead then. That's it. Bye. <laughs> yeah. uh, does, is, did the fact that Gus makes it onto the train first, is that because he's part hybrid or is he just faster as a little kid than the other two i think it's now he's part hybrid that was a pretty big Mm -hmm. jump okay yeah Yeah, and what's her name um i would say that bear is probably the one who's the most physically fit between the two of them yeah you know just with what her life has been and Mm -hmm. she still was lagging behind Mm -hmm. also i they did not plan um the scale for that green screen run very well at all (laughs) because he he was like Je- Jeopard was gliding. <laughs> well, that's the that was. I mean, this this. There's a lot of parts of the show that shows that it was made during COVID, during pandemic, yeah. and then they obviously include a lot of things in the show story wise. I mean, the train had toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Like yep. it's just the sign of the times, like kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, the green screen thing is definitely part of the the whole. Like we can only do so much with so little cast and so so little ability. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this, you think this the episode, episode Go ahead, John. I was going to say you think the episode felt shorter than 40 something minutes cuz a large chunk of it took place in like a confined area. It yeah. could be it and it just it just it was a fast pace throughout the whole thing. As to oppose the, uh, uh, the other episodes where there's usually a, a lot of sitting down and talking and kind of figuring out stuff. Like, I think we're, mm-hmm. we're definitely getting towards or we're entering into the beginning of the third act. So we only have two more episodes to go. So oh. we're in the end game. Ooh, the <laughs> next the episode, now, the next episode, it's going to be that one word. Yep. <laughs> What's the word, John? Oh, oh, <laughs> that, is, yeah. that, that word. That's the P word. <laughs> oh my god! That's right. <laughs> it's the Bubba episode. Uh, but yeah, the Bubba episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Does anybody else have anything that they gleamed from this episode that they want to bring up? Um, I like I it when they showcase how much of a kid Gus is over his utter attention fixation on finding dog, not caring that lost men were on the train. Just, I need to find my dog. And then the beautiful just parent feeling of big man just... there's dog I could just say we lost dog or I could go grab this thing in a really stupid manner well I also think that like he had to grab it because like there are not supposed to be any kids on the thing so if they were to have come across it anyways they would have noticed that they would have been like well we need to find out where this kid is yeah but yeah that is fair but it's very much that parent choice of like I hate stuffed animals so much no, but I it wanna... keeps my kid calm so <laughs> I'm gonna drive to Walmart to buy a second one of it at 2 in the morning just... <laughs> yeah, no, in, in any expecting parents buy two of most of the buy stuffed two. animals you get just in case yes always do it and then that second one make sure you like wash it or dirty it a bit too <laughs> just so that it's kind of the same texture <laughs> like don't just give them a new one they'll they're smarter than you think right you just rotate them you weekly you rotate them weekly uh. rotate them. when you wash one you give them the other <laughs> yeah uh, i wanted to point out something else but now that you brought up the stuffed animal sweet tooth said something that kind of upset me a little bit when mm-hmm. he said that Pablo made dog out of his socks and it mm-hmm. still smelled like him. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, dude. Oh, like that's just, <laughs> I don't care how attached you are to it. And if you have a heightened sense of smell and you can still smell Papa's feet in this thing, I would be okay with you losing that. You know, it's like, nope, it's gone. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't see it. But what I did want to mention, also, that's probably going to come back, isn't it? It's going to be like, oh, I smell something that smells like yeah, something. Yeah. Related. Yeah. They play with his sense of smell a lot. Yeah. But what I did want to say is Trixie got free. Trixie got free. Trixie got free. I definitely thought Trixie was going to get shot as she was running away. (laughs) Nope. Trixie got away with murder. (laughs) I never had this fear. You you guys lived with that fear? fear. Oh, yeah. yeah, No, the the minute that he said, I set your horse free, I was like, and Trixie's been shot. Well, yeah, I I thought that they would have killed Trixie at the end of the last episode yeah. where they're like, we got to kill and destroy everything related to the scenes, including their means of transportation, because they would have yeah. direct physical contact with it. Trixie's so. free. <laughs> yeah. I never I never felt this. You guys have lived in a hellscape with this episode. <laughs> Twitch it part thought- of me was also like, but did you take Trixie's shoes off? Because those hooves are going to just like... <laughs> I've seen that too many birds snowmobiles lately. Bit. I know nature's scary, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nature's scary. All right. We have two more episodes to go, and uh, we will see what fate has for Sweet Tooth and his party. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me and talk about this show or anything else that talked about on this episode, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Stephen, where can people find you online? I'm not online right now. Go to Mitch's Twitter. He he tweets good things. <laughs> Jessica? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey Writes. John? You can find me on Twitter. I am at Magic Bollocks. And Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. 
check out our website, geeklypmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash geeklymedia. If you have some money that you can spare, you can be one of our patrons and get exclusive material that only our patrons have access to. And whatever podcaster you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 